Hello, all. This is Blonde Haired Girl. So, it went from a weird week to a weird weekend. I got a phone call from my youngest child on Friday, really late, like about 10, 15, um, telling me that he was at the hospital. He had had an accident on an uh, on a motorized longboard. Uh, he was trying to ride his his friend's longboard and then had stopped and something happened where he tried to walk off of it and or run off of it and he lost his balance and ended up crashing to the ground at pretty high speed and then did indeed skid and... He was taken to the hospital and he had a broken clavicle bone on his left shoulder. And uh, they had, the surgeons had come to see him and said that they were going to do a surgery like the next morning, which would have been Saturday morning, the 22nd of January. And so... I'm moving the phone to actually plug it in. <laughs> Didn't want to run out of juice on you guys. Um. Anyway, so, um. So I'm laying there and I'm, like, what do I do? You know, because I have all these COVID restrictions and like, am I going to be able to see him? Am I not before he goes into surgery and he's there by himself? And while well, he is an adult, he's a pretty young adult, and um. I, so I just kind of laid there by this point, it's, you know, around one in the morning and I had gotten this notification on my phone, um, because I subscribed to Plum Village, which is the monastery of Thich Nhat Hanh. I think I may still be not saying his name correctly, but, um, a lot of people called him Tay. <clears throat> which I don't know what that means. <clears throat> but they were having the funeral. Uh, and so I turned it on and it soothed me uh, to sleep. I I listened to, they because it's just like the perfect thing when they start broadcasting lives on their on their YouTube station, it's like, it's like time for me to sleep and it's very, very soothing for me and it helps me sleep. There were times in my life where I was living, I just, it was just chaos. I had some chaotic times and I would listen to him and I would be able to sleep, which was really a gift. <clears throat> and he, and he passed away I'm not sure if he passed on the 21st or the 22nd of, but he passed away a few days ago. And which was a weird thing for me personally. Um, as I was, as I was listening to the funeral services and, and dozing off to sleep, I had this incredible feeling of of energy coming toward me that 
I wasn't entirely sure what it was. Um, but um, and hoping somehow that he is indeed living in me. <clears throat> so I know this sounds really crazy, but I have indeed spoken about this in my in my material that I'm not entirely sure that people do not, there's not more than one um, entity that lives in a body. Not for everyone, but I think this was agreed upon before um, before we were born. <clears throat> if we do indeed have to, more than one um, soul living in us. I know this is very foreign and it just sounds so out there and I'm not even sure if it's true, but Along with having his uh his books, I have several of his books. Um the one that I have that sits next to my bed is The Energy of Prayer Prayer. Um I loved his book on um on the Living Buddha, Living Christ. This was one of my favorite aspects about him was that he he did not claim to his way was not the only way. He would never tell people that his way was the only way. He would never speak that way. And when people do, they really lose me. I just, I can't, I cannot, I can't deal with that mentality. <clears throat> I don't know that there's one way. It just doesn't even make sense to me that there would be um, one way, the only way. Um but anyway, he never spoke in, in those terms. Uh, <clears throat> so at the last um, event that I had gone to, uh, during these events, there's a whole lot of meditating going on, including walking meditations. And during one of those walking meditations, I was walking as him. Uh, there have been many times that I have um, left my body in meditation and gone to visit him and gave him just little kisses all over his face. <laughs> and we kiss his eyes and his cheeks and just these little kisses. I just imagined myself just giving just little signs of affection because I just loved him so much. I really did. And so I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about why. Why did I love this person so much? I didn't read his works like I would buy them, but I wouldn't necessarily read them like word for word. But I, I admired his calmness. He was, he was like, and I often wondered, like, did he ever lose his temper? <laughs> and maybe as he got older, he, he really learned to manage his emotions, you know, but it was like, did he ever get, get frustrated? And I thought it was so funny today, you know, as I was imagining him, you know, living in me. And immediately getting this morning, like getting upset with my dog and hollering at my dog. <laughs> I was thinking that was not a very 
Thich Nhat Hanh type of thing to do. Like right out the bat, I already blew it. <laughs> I, I liked, I admired his patience. He talked very slowly. He just talked so slowly and thoughtfully. <clears throat> He's not the kind of person that you would think, you know, in this world, you know, of everything instant. The everything instant and just this like need for like speed and intensity and and kind of the the just this intensity of everything of of music, of of volume, of speed. And yet he wasn't like that at all. His his when I whenever I watched Plum Village or I watched him, there was no music. There was no there were no bells. There were there were bells, but they were prayer like gongs and prayer like sounds but it wasn't like other types of meditation and yet he had such a huge impact on the world just because of who he was just this quiet steady presence just in the world and led his the monks that were in his monastery, he led them to their own state of nirvana, their own state of enlightenment, to go on to teach others to be happy, to be joyful, to be complete, to be quiet, to live in the moment. <clears throat> but another one of the things that I admired so much about him was his views on love. Wasn't your typical views on love. I mean, the way we think of love is like somebody filling us up, somebody, you know, meeting our needs. And he would say that love is doing our part to end another person's suffering. That we can no longer say that your problems are not my problems. They're our problems. That's part of loving someone. Is caring about them enough to end their suffering. What do I have to do, my love, so that you will not suffer? Because when you suffer, I suffer. And it just meant so much to me to hear of somebody who his views were not like those that were typical in the world, where I do me, you do you, and we'll meet somewhere in the middle. It wasn't like that. It was like, how are you? And how can I make your day better? If it's even possible. And so I'm in this very, very weird space of 
you know, the knowledge that somebody very significant to me has left his body but is not gone. I'm not really sure what it all looks like. I think that when people leave their body, they are as much here as they ever were, even more so. And so I get this overwhelming feeling yet again, you know, with the people that I have admired so much who have left the planet that it just looking to me, looking to us to pick up this torch and continue on with their dream of a rise of consciousness on the planet that would lead to world peace, to happiness, to joy. This is the most amazing place to be And so I do not believe, you know, in like the law says, I know that he is here, but it was the weirdest weekend. (laughs) And just a reminder of wanting to be like him, wanting to emulate him. And so that will be my goal. It was my goal before. (laughs) So nothing's really changed (laughs) with the exception is that I feel like he's (laughs) more in a position to (laughs) to know of my failures. (laughs) I'm sorry. Much more in a position to know of my failures now than before Um, because he was like focused more in his own in his own body and um, (laughs) and now he's (laughs) got a different vantage point and can see me losing my patience with the dog already. And then I had gone to Wildflower to have lunch today and um, I'd had this like amazing meditation beforehand. So I'd had this amazing walking meditation and I go, you know, and I'm go and I walk into Wildflower and the line was weird. You know, I, didn't think these people were in line because they were like in a different part of them. And then I guess that I was not standing in the line properly. And there was this lady and I was just kind of aggravated. And I just was thinking, you know, it just gives me another opportunity to learn patience. I mean, what does it really matter if the line changed this one time out of how many times have I been to Wildflower? (laughs) (laughs) and I know I will continue to have more and more and more and more opportunities to learn patience anyway just wanted to talk about this person who has had such a large impact on my life and will continue to do so (laughs) I appreciate you all listening and I will be back with other ideas and that's a wrap.